0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day for those of you who live in a part of the world where there is Valentine's Day. I hope you have a great day and know that you are loved and appreciated today. So let's continue on this week's Come Follow Me block in Matthew chapter 5. We're in the Beatitudes. We're learning about these attributes that the Savior is teaching us. We ended yesterday in verse 7, so let's move on to verse 8. It says, Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. What an amazing blessing, for they shall see God. Probably the best blessing that's promised here. And it comes from being pure in heart. Now, as I was thinking about this today, and I was talking to my husband about it today, I realized I think that this promise and this blessing is actually given in two parts and two stages. First of all, is a little bit more obvious. As we seek to be pure, As we use the atonement of Jesus Christ to purify our hearts consistently, then we are given the promise or the blessing of exaltation. And I think that that's a really powerful, really comforting doctrine. It doesn't say blessed are the perfect who never sin. It says blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God our lives are not going to be characterized by perfection. And we'll talk about that a little bit later this week when we talk about verse 48. But our mortal lives will never be characterized by perfection because perfection is not an attainable thing in this life. But our lives can be characterized by purity. And that purity doesn't come through our own grit and willpower, through our own perfection. That purity comes as we turn to Jesus Christ and use his atonement as we repent often, partake of the sacrament, and keep our covenants. As we do those things, again, we're not going to be perfect, but we can be pure. And with that purity and with hope in the atonement of Jesus Christ and hope in the repentance and forgiveness that comes through the atonement of Jesus Christ, we can take comfort and assurance that someday we will seek God and that that reunion will be beautiful. My friends, as we strive to live a life of purity, a life centered in the atonement of Jesus Christ, we can have hope for that future day. But I also believe that there is a second part of this promise. And that part of the promise, that second part is something that we can enjoy today, tomorrow and every day for the rest of our lives, as we become pure in heart, as we use the atonement of Jesus Christ and just try our best to change and to become more like the Savior through his enabling power, then we have the opportunity, I believe every day, to see God. Now, I don't mean seeing him face to face, but I mean as we seek to become pure in heart, we have the opportunity to see God in the everyday things. We have opportunities to see God in the miracles that some would consider coincidence. We have the opportunity to see God in the beauties of his creation. As we draw close to Christ by becoming pure through his atonement, he will help us see God in the everyday things. Now, it was interesting. I was talking to my husband about that. I told him that thought that I had, and I had never heard it before, but it felt true, and it rang true to me. And then I found this quote that backed it up, so I really was excited about that. Elder Clayton once taught, The Savior taught, and blessed are all the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The promises of the gospel are uplifting and ennobling, even exalting. We receive those promises by covenants, which are conditioned upon our living lives of purity and morality. When we live right and seek to purify our hearts, we draw closer to God and the Spirit. The condition of our heart determines how much evidence of divinity we see in the world now and qualifies us for the eventual realization of the promise that the pure shall see God. Ours is a quest for purity. Purity, not perfection. And what incredible promises we are given as we strive for purity, So let's continue on. It says in verse nine, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. I love this idea. And I love this attribute of being a peacemaker. I think I still have a ways to go in mastering that. But I think we can also sometimes misunderstand what a peacemaker is. Sometimes we might think that to be a peacemaker, we have to keep our mouth shut and never stir the pot, never disagree with anyone, because if we disagree with someone, we're not keeping peace. I don't believe that that's what a peacemaker is. I believe that if we are to be peacemakers, we need to disagree better, not just disagree less. We will never agree with everything that goes on around us. We'll never agree with everything that's ever spoken to us. But how do we respond when we disagree? How do we speak to others with whom we disagree? That's what can help qualify us as peacemakers. Elder Cook once taught, We need to be civil in our discourse and respectful in our interactions. This is especially true when we disagree. The Savior taught us to love even our enemies— the vast majority of our members heed this counsel, yet there are some who feel that venting on their personal anger or deeply held opinions is more important than conducting themselves as Jesus Christ lived and taught. I invite each one of us individually to recognize that how we disagree is a real measure of who we are and whether we truly follow the Savior. It is appropriate to disagree, but it is not appropriate to To be disagreeable. My friends, how we disagree is a measure of being a peacemaker, not how much we disagree. In the world that we live in, we are drifting farther and farther apart from popular opinion. Our opinions, our thoughts, our beliefs are differing more and more from the world's. And so as we are Disciples of Christ, as we stand as disciples of Christ, we will disagree with the world more and more. But how we disagree with the world is more important than how much we disagree. We can disagree and still be loving, still be kind, still be respectful. There are times that we can disagree and we don't even have to say anything. How we disagree is evidence of being peacemakers in this life. Continuing on, it says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they, the prophets, which were before you. Now, I love this because as we just said, Our standards, our thoughts, our ideas, our beliefs, our faith is vastly different from the world's, and that chasm between the two is ever greater. As we live in a world that is growing ever more different and distant from our beliefs and our values, we will be more and more a target for this persecution. That is part of being a saint in the latter days, and we should expect it more and more as we come closer to the Savior's second coming. But my friends, it's my testimony that we are not the first to be reviled for our beliefs. We aren't the first to be ridiculed for our faith. We aren't the first to be mocked for what we believe. And we will not be the last. It can be difficult. It can be hurtful. But we can take comfort in knowing that it has been a sign of truth from the beginning of the world. I made reference to this talk by Elder Holland a couple weeks ago, and I want to quote it again because it helps us see that being on the right path, maintaining the faith that we have, was never meant to be an easy process. Elder Holland said, Salvation is not a cheap experience. Salvation never was easy. We are the church of Jesus Christ. This is the truth. He is our eternal head. How could we believe that it would be easy for us when it was never ever easy for him. My friends, when we are reviled, when we are mocked, we are taking our place with the best who have been persecuted before us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.